We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. The pitch home. Swing and a fly ball, Run. center field. On comes Kike coming hard. He's there. He makes the catch, and the season is over. The Boston Red Sox beat the Tampa Bay Rays 6-3 to to sweep the final series. The Red Sox finished the season with 78 wins and 84 defeats. They're going home, Tampa Bay at 86 and 76, going to the wild card playoff in Cleveland starting on Friday. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Look, the Red Sox understood the art of show. I didn't think they would sweep the Rays on the way out, considering the Rays would probably want to get their wheels going as they head into the playoffs, but they swept the Rays in 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 a, in a game where it looked like God, God cried all day because X leaving. X may be leaving, too. It could have been JD's last game. Kind of maybe you're seeing the end of an era and the beginning of another that doesn't feel necessarily comfortable. Um, but just a just a a plus plus tribute to to Dennis Eckersley and and just what an incredible story you know just an incredible story just for for it to for for baseball to end this way for him just so well deserved so well deserved. And some of those who might be too young to know his full story just so well deserved. So well deserved, and just you, you could not. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not. It, it was, it was very, very emotional and good, and 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 you had to take something good out of it. And today was very good for Eck, and for baseball, and for Red Sox fans. Uh, tough to see him go, um, but kind of an end of an era. And so going into next season, I, there's there's no blame on. Alex Cora at all. And the reason why I say this is because what Heim Bloom didn't do at the all-star break last year or didn't do at the beginning of this season going into spring training, and granted there was a lockout, and didn't do during the season, especially in June where the team had the run, and you say, okay, maybe this is a lesson learned from last year as you're about to head into the all-star break. Maybe you shore up and continue on this good streak that the team had, but that didn't happen. So Alex Cora can't manage another game until Heim Bloom sets the table. And that's what everybody's watching for. And 
while I can't speak for the fan base, I can only speak as a fan who happens to be just one person in the base. Everybody's seen the moves that have been done before, and they didn't work. They didn't work. I was probably one of the few people that said, you know, I understood why Hunter Renfro wasn't brought back, and that probably has more to do with what goes on inside of a business than what the business does on the outside. I won't get deeper into that, but I would just say I understood. I don't necessarily agree or disagree, but I understood why Hunter Renfro wasn't brought back. I believe that Kyle Schwarber, you didn't want to give him the money that the Phillies were probably willing to give him, and especially with the DH now in both leagues, Kyle Schwarber had his pickings. And who was going to – and guess what? Dave Dombrowski spins. So you, you see Schwarber with his 46 home runs, and you're like, hey, those home runs could have been here. But I would tell you those 46 home runs wouldn't have, wouldn't have made up more than six or seven games for the Red Sox this year. You know, so while there was a seeming power outage from Xander and from Raffi, it was still the pitching. You know, like the Red Sox were fourth in the American League in runs scored. So, like, it wasn't a problem of guys going across the plate. It was a problem of putting the ball across the plate. And that's all on Bloom. And so if today was J.D. Martinez's last game, thank you so much. 18 doesn't happen without you at all. <laughs> at all, right? And while the trials of uh, the the iPads and what happened in 19 and the disappearance of Cora and the pandemic in 2020, you know, 18 is never going to be forgotten. But that's also 20-something million books, dollars coming off the books. You can address pitching with some of that money. JBJ's number that you continue to pay with him with the Blue Jays, that comes off the books. David Price's money comes off of the books. There will be free agents. So now you have money to spend with clear, blaring needs. I'll go out on the limb and say this. It almost feels like you cannot trust Chris Sale to be the number one starter. Either because he'll start the season and something happens and then comes this big Band-Aid thing. Or he misses the beginning of the season and then comes the scurry to find who the number one starter is. And you'd have to say, like, okay, how do you even get value back at this point on sale? If you you can't move them. And so there has to be a concerted effort to say, if you're you're for Bloom, I'd probably say, you know what, if there's a hill I'm going to die on, I might have to change my ways instead of thinking about finding, you know, Band-Aid and gauze pitchers to kind of piece together and make up a staff and go get some horses. Go get a go get horse one, maybe even one A. You got the bats already here. Clearly, you know that re-signing Raphael Devers is priority one. Xander Bogarts, he may you may give him a great deal. He may get a better deal somewhere else. That just may that may be what it comes down to. But I, if I will tip my hat a little bit to Heim is. Maybe there is a desire to sign Xander because if there wasn't, if you felt like nothing could happen, you would have traded him at the at the trade deadline. Especially with all these playoff teams and everything that they were going through to get there. A lot of teams didn't get there easy. Ask the Mets how that turned out for them. So I, while I saw some things that, you know, like, okay, there's this guy may be understanding what's going on a little bit. But you also know that if if it goes into spring training, and there's still no deal with Raphael uh, with, with with Xander Bogarts, and if you and and you get to 
the All-Star break and there's no deal with Raphael Devers. They're both gone, and what you get back has to be mind-blowing, near Otani level. <laughs> I mean, you may be tempted to say, you know what, Otani's one-year number is 30 mil. Let's see if the Angels will do that. And Otani just sent it, signed the extensions like, Let's see if we could go get him. And and trust me, you'll have some good debate about if that's the move, if Otani's in the mix. I don't see how Aaron Judge can get away from the Yankees at this point. Like it would it would be Ruthian for them if if Aaron Judge doesn't stay, especially if he comes to the Red Sox. If Aaron Judge does leave because the price yesterday's price is not today's price, ladies and gentlemen, he could end up in San Francisco where they've got plenty of money. It's his home area. He's still, while he's older in age, he's still relatively young in his career. And the Giants may be one of those teams that say, okay, well, we'll give you the 10-year deal that you want. Even 10 years might put you at like 41 years old. You'll just be our guy. And with the National League now having the DH, that's a real possibility for, you know, you extend out your life for a couple of years now in a National League city, which you couldn't do before this year. But for Bloom. The pitching, and it, it's almost kind of the if 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 pitching isn't your thing, I would find somebody who's whose it is. I'd find somebody, and with the rule changes, with base stealing and larger bases, and the pitch clock next year, I, I don't know if it necessarily puts a forced premium to go get a super big bat when the confines of your uh, of of your ballpark say, hey. You get it 300 feet going that way and 60 feet in the air. That's a fly ball anywhere else, but it's a it can be a double here. So you if 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 kind of saving money is still the organization's desire, then you really have to go out and find a lot of contact hitters with speed paired up with Devers. Maybe you get Bogarts back because look, you don't need him to hit the home runs anymore. You need him to just drive the ball hard to left to the gaps. And and then maybe if you can get a good deal on a corner outfielder who can double as a DH, then maybe that's where you start to say this is where you move or do go back and forth in terms of pieces. Because now you're going to say, okay, we've got a contact-hitting team that can give us a lot of runs that won't cost as much as getting big bats to try and you know knock it out of the park and potentially give you more money to spend on the pitching in where, let's just put it, Straight up, like Chris Sale probably needs to be the two or the three going into next season. That's how urgent pitching is. And then some of the guys who have performed, your Garrett Whitlocks, your Tyler Houks, um, your Schreibers, um, even Matt Barnes has started to reclaim himself. You have some pieces there that you can mix and match in that bullpen that you'd say, okay, this could be better than it was last year. And you just can't do the Strom thing again. Well, Strom has showed okay at times, more often than not, just kind of like, you know, like, look, this was a guy who was on the shelf. He's kind of recovering. And, yeah, granted, he's a lefty and, you know, the situational situations, but you just have to say you have to upgrade it. I, I mean, granted, you can't have all righties in your pen. You'll need to have one lefty in there. But, shoot, if that's the case, you'd be like, hey, Rich Hill, you want to come back? <laughs> We could bring you out of the pen, you know, can, can give us good, two good innings, a little, you know, change of pace stuff. Yeah, I, look, the Red Sox have to figure out, is it going to be more important to have better pitching or to build on the hitting? And no question, it has to be arms. 
No question, it has to be arms. And for me, no question, this isn't an Alex Cora issue. I've, if, if I'm Alex Cora, I sleep very well at night because I think the best thing he could have done was to not have a revolt with this team, to have this team go on one of these 10-game, 12-game losing streaks like the Angels did, which would really just show that, hey, there's a problem just festering. So I give Alex Cora a lot of credit for pre- pre- preventing what controversies or conflicts are happening above the team to not infest the team. It got very close when they when they when they sent Christian Vasquez to the Astros. It felt like something was going on that could have bubbled larger and it was quelled. And that's because of Alex Cora. So we don't again, we won't know what this team will be until Haim move makes his chess moves. And if they've been anything like they've been this past offseason, the year before, horrible. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEI. It's time to trend with Joe. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox season is officially over, and they end it with a series sweep of the Tampa Bay Rays by winning today's game 6-3. to J.D. Martinez and possibly his last game as a member of the Red Sox, hitting two home runs and contributing four of the Red Sox six runs. The Sox finished the season at 78-84 and and last place in the American League East. Mac Jones was back at practice for the New England Patriots, and according to sources, Jones is pushing to play this Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Along with Mac Jones, six other players were listed as limited in practice, including Jacoby Myers, Kyle Duggar, Jalen Mills, Adrian Phillips, and Isaiah Wynn. Four other players did not practice today, most notably Janu Smith with that ankle injury, Brian Hoyer with a concussion, and Lawrence Guy with his lingering shoulder issue. The Celtics played their second of four preseason games earlier tonight at the Garden against the Toronto Raptors. They unfortunately lost that game in overtime, 125-119. to Jalen Brown led the game with 23 points. Jason Tatum had a double-double with 18 points and 10 rebounds. The Celtics will play their third of four preseason games this Friday against the Charlotte Hornets. That game will take place in Greensboro, North Carolina at a neutral site. Tip-off will be at 7.30. We are exactly one week away from the Bruins' season opener against the Washington Capitals. Bruins won their preseason matchup earlier tonight, 5-4 against the New York Rangers. Mike Riley scoring the game winner in the third period. Bruins will wrap up their preseason this Saturday at the Garden, taking on the New Jersey Devils. Puck drop will be at 7. And Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out of tomorrow's Thursday night football game against the Denver Broncos. WEI will be carrying Westwood's one Westwood One's coverage of Thursday Night Football tomorrow night starting at 7.30 right here on 93.7. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original WEEI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's John Sterling of our sister station, WFAN, with the 62nd home run this year from Aaron Judge. It's late night, W-E-E-I, K-J. And, you know, he's given a history, you know, Ruth, who ended his career with the Boston Braves. (laughs) Sorry. Maris. Well, they sent off to St. Louis when he couldn't hit him anymore. Aaron Judge, Boston Red Sox 2023. I'm kidding. Look, Aaron Judge is a good guy. Great story. Um, bit of a meathead here to some of the fans here. You remember the after he went out, you know, when the Yankees were up 2-0 when you leaving Fenway, you know, playing New York, New York, and end up losing the you know, losing four straight. Yeah, a bit of a meathead. It's okay. It's part of the, you know, you're happy for the guy. The only thing I cared about was that 61 and 62 were not hit against the Red Sox. So, against some Texas Ranger. I mean, think about it. When the home run went off, and I don't even know if you noticed this, Joe. There were no cameras flashing. You didn't see phones flashing when he hit it. It was just kind of like, oh, I guess I guess my sushi isn't here. <laughs> you know, these new ballparks. I, I, I guess my sushi is here now. Or something's happening. It was also on the road against the last place team in Texas. So how many people perfect. were really there? They, right, exactly. Even the guy who caught the ball, when they asked him, what is he going to do with it? He says, you know, he doesn't know that yet, which is a nice way of saying, get your checkbook out because it's an authenticated ball. Yeah, so you know, they're saying the going rate for it would be $2 million, but I think as the conversation, which I'm about to get into, really starts to take hold, it's going to lose a little bit of its value because home run 62 is not home run 74. I know. Before you scream it and everything, KJ, he cheated. Well, it, it, you know, these are the same people who say that OJ killed his wife, even though a court found him guilty of being a knucklehead and negligent, but not killing his wife. That's Barry Bonds with this whole situation with the home run record. The Mitchell report. It's interesting because I looked at it today. 
Page 86. September 2003 raid by federal agents on the offices of Balco discussed the next in the next chapter marked another turning point in the general awareness of illegal performance enhancing substance use in Major League Baseball. This is from the Mitchell Report. All right. It goes on to say that uh, there was an operation called uh, Operation Equine. It was a nationwide investigation that uh, a person working for the government had been uh, concluding, has been going on, been conducting since 80, uh, 1989 about illegal distribution of steroids. Okay. Now, back to the 2003 incident. Some of the incidents, uh, club personnel did not report evidence to the commissioner's office. This is the Balco thing. A, po- a player's possible involvement with performance enhancing substances, but instead simply disposed of the evidence. Most often, however, evidence was reported. The responses to the incidents by the senior officials in the commissioner's office who were responsible for these issues evolved over years from 2000 to when the Mitchell report was released, like in 07, 08. Over 25 players who were implicated in the potential use, illegal use of drugs were subjected to informal, quote, reasonable cause drug testing for performance-enhancing substances. When they occurred, they were administered only after extended negotiations with the Players Association, a process that virtually guaranteed a negative test result. (laughs) No major league player ever tested positive for steroids or any other performing-enhancing substance in any of these tests. So if you're one of those who say, well, you know, Bonds was one of those guys that they tested, but they couldn't get that information out. Well, Mitchell Report just said that all these reasonable cause guys since 2000, nobody tested positive. Some of the names mentioned in this Mitchell Report during that time, Manny Alexander of the Red Sox, Ricky Bones of the Marlins, Alex Cabrera then of the Diamondbacks, Juan Gonzalez of the Indians, Luis Perez, Montreal Expos. He claimed to have distributed steroids, Rafael Pomero, Jason Grimsley, Unreported incidents include Ken Caminiti, David Segui, Paxton Crawford, and names in the Balco raid, Bonds, the Giambi brothers, Armando Rios, Gary Sheffield. Now, the San Francisco Chronicle uh, reported that in his grand jury testimony, Bonds admitted that during the 20, uh, 2003 season, he had received substances sounding like the clear and the cream from his personal trainer, Greg Anderson, and that he had used those substances. He reportedly testified, however, that he was told they were nutritional supplement, flaxseed oil, and rubbing balm for arthritis. Bonds would end up being convicted on one count, indicted and, convi- indicted and convicted on November 2007 for one count of perjury and obstruction of justice based on his grand jury testimony. That's what a lot of people hang their hats on. But folks, you got to watch the whole movie because in 2015, the Ninth Court, the Ninth Circuit Court, heard oral arguments on Bond's motion to reconsider the panel ruling, and in a 10 to 1 vote, they upheld that the reversal should be implicated at Bond's double jeopardy rights, meaning that he cannot be retried on the charge. So several groups of judges added separate opinions stating additional rationales for reversing the conviction. 62 is not 73. Overturned conviction is not guilty. 
Now, you may think, you may think, but you have to decide. Is it court of law or court of opinion? You can't do both. If Now, if the court of law says this is what happened, you would say, hey, they went to trial, probably in front of a jury or a judge. As long as no one comes out saying my, my lawyers were drunk and incompetent, you pretty much would have to say, hey, it was put in front of jury of his peers and he was found guilty or not guilty. And that was thrown out. So those who are hanging on and saying, well, look look how things just took off for him. Okay, well, Mark McGuire came out and said that he used the stuff, right? And listen to McGuire's numbers as his career goes along before he hits 70. All right, so we'll just pick it up. He gets injured somewhere around 93, 94. You have the strike season. Nine home runs in 93, nine in 94, 39 in 95, then 52, then 58. Then it drops to 34, then it drops to 24, then it gets to 70, then 65 the next year, 32, last year 29. Literally, a 20 point, a 20 home run drop from his 58-97, and then another 10 point drop from 58 down to 24 in two seasons, and then goes to 70. All right, Sammy Sosa. Everybody was in love with Sosa. That was the brother who was with them right there. And Sosa would later come out and say that, you know, hey, something nefarious was going on. Sosa's are not as bad. 93, 33, 25 in the strike sort season. 36, 40, 36. Then he hits the 66. Then 63. Then 50. Then 64, 49, 40, 35, 14. I would say that's kind of like a natural progress of going down, but Sosa... Admitted. Then there's Bonds. Man, I'll start from his second year in the league. 25, 24, 19, 33, 25, 34, 46, 37, 33, 42, 40, 37, 34, 49, 73, 46, 45, 45, five in an injured season where he played 14 games, 26, 28 in his last year. Seventy-three is not sixty-two, and I just wonder how some people cannot come to that. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven. So the playoffs are getting started in there. It's going to be pretty fascinating how everything shakes out, especially in the National League, because I'm going to watch this Mets series to see if if them losing, if they lost because they lost. The Ameri- the National League East, and by having to play an additional series, because you're going to have to pitch DeGrom and Scherzer in that three-game series, and then play another series, will that cost them for going short? And if they get knocked out early, then I think you might be able to start seeing <laughs> a move for Aaron Judge to stay in New York. And it's not just if they get past, if they if the Mets do get past, then they would have to play the Dodgers, the best right. team in baseball. Right. So, look, it's going to be fascinating series. Just with the Mets and the Padres, because the Padres literally built, I, I think they're one of the most dangerous teams in the playoffs just because everything they paid for was for this moment now. And the way the, the Mets have been reeling and a lot of gum has been smacking by their their fans. And, you know, they really have put the cart before the horse. 
it almost feels like San Diego is primed to upset the Mets, even though all the games will be at, well, I still want to call it Shea, even they're still all right there at City Field, because I think San Diego wants so bad to knock out the Dodgers, who they would see next if they beat the Mets. Like, the Padres have built that team to try and make to ruin everything for the Dodgers. It would have been the equivalent of if the Red Sox were the last seed or the or the second to last seed and were able to pull the Yankees two seed. You know, let's say they the Red Sox finished where Tampa finished with the third wild card. They would be playing. They they would play. They would be playing Cleveland and then facing the Yankees in the next round. Like this is what I talk about, Hein. This is what you could have taken care of. Like, just make this team a wild card team and see the Yankees in the second round? Oh, God, it had been beautiful. But that's not going to happen. Philly, St. Louis. Um, it'd be fun to see Albert Pujols, but I think it's just really kind of lambs to slaughter when it comes to getting the Braves next. The Braves are just so resilient. And, and look, I, I don't want to use the word dynasty, but you would have thought that this team would have been the team most likely to not be anywhere near where they finished last year winning the World Series. Considering that in order for them to win the World Series last year, it was like, okay, let's pick up like five guys, our best guys hurt, and the heart of our team left in the offseason. So kudos to the Braves, who may be very dangerous, but I'll be honest, if it's a Braves-Dodgers-NLCS, that's boring, man. Boring. Mets-Braves, that would be cool to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. At Dodgers Atlanta, I guess it would just be kind of like, you know, forced to eat your peas. In the American League now, Tampa's been kind of smart because nobody wants to see Toronto. No, Nobody wants to see Toronto right now. And so getting Cleveland off top, you know, I think they turn things around. But again, you just don't know what Tampa, like Tampa, remember, they went on that massive run last year and just fell right apart against the Red Sox once, you know, in, in the playoffs last year. So I don't, there's nothing that the Guardians, that says to me, like, hey, watch out for them because the AL Central has just been absolutely weak. Like, Joe, I had a parlay, like, who would win each division and who would, you know, who would end up winning the World Series. Like, it would still kind of be in play if the White Sox had actually showed up, right? Because I actually have the Blue Jays winning the World Series against uh, the Dodgers. Uh, but that's what my money said a long time ago. But the parlay's dead because inside of that, I said, you know, the White Sox, you know, Tony Russo left the team. They just such an utter disappointment that you're like, okay, Cleveland, here you go. But I think they're kind of lambs to slaughter to the Yankees. But the Seattle uh, Toronto series is going to be fun to watch. I think Seattle is going to be like America's team to root for, just because they haven't been to the playoffs in like 20 years or so, or because they're playing in Canada. That also helps too, right? Like USA, USA. Yes, there's something about because Seattle just missed it last year, and by getting in this year. Um, which is great. I guess the only bummer thing is that none of these wild card games will be played in Seattle. The way the wild card situation is set up is all three games will be played on the lower seeded teams' field. So all three of those games will be in Toronto. And the only thing you could really hope is that Toronto's bats suddenly go cold. But it just seems like like they got the jacket going there. They got the home run jacket. They they just mash. I I I kind of hate that they. I would really. Would hope to see the Blue Jays and the Yankees in a second round matchup. That would be fun. But, you know, I think Toronto, Houston, if Toronto can advance in the series against Seattle and they face Houston, that's just going to be an incredible. That's going to be the best series to watch because, 
well, you know what? If Tampa actually can get by Cleveland, I mean, Tampa has been a pebble in the Yankees' shoe. And it, I don't know, it would be, it'd probably be more joyful to see the Tampa knock out the Yankees after all this pomp and circumstance and, you know, judges hit 62 home runs and people in the streets of New York saying that's the real home run record. I'm like, look, I know the school system is kind of questionable in New York City, but damn, you can't count? You know, like 73 minus 62 is at least 11. Yeah, that's why that's why it's like they're celebrating a league record, not a major league record. But but they're trying to there are people who are trying to celebrate it as a major league record. I've even seen I saw tweets out today when Jeff Passan had mentioned it and he made a clear statement saying, look, 73 is 73. That's the tweet. And some people are like, I have to disagree because my feelings say that Barry Bonds cheated. But you know Barry Bonds his his perjury thing was was overturned by court. That doesn't matter. I think he still cheated. Come on. Look, if he had failed a Major League Baseball steroid test, then there's no argument for me about whether Barry Bonds did or did not do. That didn't happen. Unless he unless he comes out and tells somebody, not a leaked grand jury testimony, because at the end of the day, that stuff is not supposed to be leaked, and you almost have to ask, could the journalist potentially have lied about what was what was what was leaked because you're leaking grand jury testimony. You know, it's, it's amazing what people are willing to break the law for just to make some emotions feel good. I'll get off the bond soapbox here. So I see a Houston, Toronto series, Yankees rays. I'm going to go with the rays with the upset and I'm going to go with the blue Jays with the upset. So blue Jays rays. Ooh, that ooh, the network would just be <laughs> Network would cry in a beer. This is why the Red Sox need to be in the mix of this stuff. At least you get a large metropolitan area where you're going to have a heavy fan base. The turnout's going to be great. Games are going to be a little bit colder than some other places. It's going to be raucous. Makes for I, I, I don't care what anybody says. Red Sox games in the playoffs make for the best baseball television. Even more so than the Yankees games, for sure, because... We still have like the small seats, you know. They now have the recliners, and we can bring a drink to you. And you know, only executives from Wall Street sit here. No, this is you know, this is where you see the best playoff baseball through and through the sounds of the fans, everything. And would it be an even worse look for the Red Sox if the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Yankees were all in like that final four in the AL? Yeah, but it was you know, look. Again, this goes back to my 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 statements about Heim Bloom earlier is okay, if these three teams are all sitting there like it's nothing, then guess what you need? You need pitching. Pitching. That's the problem, you know? Cuz that the Red Sox were only behind the Astros, Yankees, and Blue Jays in the American League in runs. They were ahead of Tampa. Tampa doesn't score runs. They just find a way to punch you at the very last minute. Tampa's that little kid that like right when the fight is over and you're you're walking on, everybody shakes. He comes and hits you with the crotch shot and just knocks you down to the ground and then walks away and tells all of his friends that he was really doing. That's Tampa. Don't really get any shots in, but when they get a shot in, you're like, oh, man, I didn't expect to get hit like that. So the Red Sox have to know. You want to be in this postseason bracket thing in this new – you get you need some pitching. Slow it down. I you even hear talks of, you know, like, well, hey, they won't see as many American League East teams next year. So you still need pitching. You know, where you can annex yourself to the AL West. 
we have a we have a we have a secondary offense in in in, in Sacramento. We, the the Sacramento Red Sox. No, you don't get pitching. You're not going to be in the postseason, especially now the way the AL East is. Tampa, I, it's it's truly amazing. Like they have no fan support. They're in a heart like talk about like guts. Like they have no fan support. People who usually come to their games are for the other team. They're not even in Tampa. They're in Sarasota. They're they're in the next town over. You know, uh, is it Sarasota? No, they're not Sarasota. They're in St. Pete. That's what it is. So you got to go across the bridge out of Tampa Bay just to see them play a team. They can't even average like ten thousand. Ten grand don't even come to the game, and that stadium has been up since I was in like I was in school because I remember that stadium was built. Because the Giants were trying to negotiate their new ballpark in San Francisco and threatened to leave, and Tampa was like, we'll take you. And when they didn't show up, the stadium just sat there kind of unused. And some people will tell you the only reason why Tampa was approved for a franchise is because as George Steinbrenner was getting up in age, he wanted a team that could play the Yankees and he could see the Yankees from his Florida home. He could go to a game. So literally the Tampa Bay Rays are really designed – at the pleasure of some other team in their same division. So there's never been an investment. I would love to see that team go to Charlotte. That team in Charlotte would do very well. But yeah, so my final four, if you will, I don't know if you could use the final four in baseball, would be Tampa, Yankees, uh, Blue Jays, Astros, Phillies, Atlanta, Dodgers, I'm going to go Padres. And then so when we get to the ALCS championship, I'm going to give you the Blue Jays and the Yankees versus the Dodgers and Atlanta. That's not bad watching if you love baseball. Tough for, tough for, the, tough for the league. <laughs> oh, gosh, Tampa. <laughs> Tampa games are on like they'll have to put feet seat fillers in there. <laughs> I mean, gosh. Yeah. Red Sox missed the they missed the golden opportunity. You'd have to say, like, if the if the bullpen was at least halfway decent, they would have won ten more games, and I think eighty six games would have gotten you into the playoffs this year. It would have put the Red Sox what at eighty eight games. <sighs> they'd be in. Ten games. Ten games they'd be in. All right, still to come, we'll talk Patriots. Their upcoming weekend game against the Lions and what to look for. Bailey Zappi, it looks like he's going to be the guy. That's still to come. Hangouts, KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Thank you for hanging out. WEEI Late Night with KJ, 617-779-7937. The text line's 37937. Got to say what's up to my producer, Joe. Joe, you can't see it across from the studio, but I sent you a close-up picture. I actually have on headphones that were made in 1979. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, you sent me that photo, and they do not look comfortable. Brother, they're not. And you, Well, first off, they're Sony. I think they're, hold on, SDR-S3s. So if anyone wants to look, because you know people like to Google check whatever I say. Um, made in 79. These things are in very good condition. Like, you could tell these are old school because the cord is short. 
So this is back when I'm going to sit right next to my phonograph and listen to my stereo player, you know. So the cord's not very long. It's very short. It doesn't have an adapter to it because, you know, most cord, you know, now most headphones come with the, the little mini one and you have to plug the bigger one in it. This one is just a straight big one. <laughs> like you can't plug it into anything. Like I can't plug it into my iPhone's adapter. So it's like big. And whoever had these before, a heavy smoke filled home. You know, my head, I, I think I'm going to have to wash these for 10 years. But I mean, look, I, it's, you have anything that you like collect? Like you're like obsessed. Like I collect headphones. It's out of control. Anything you like to collect, Joe? Um, not not really. I was big into baseball cards, but that's not as crazy as headphones. Um, <laughs> wait, you make it sound like I'm Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Like it's headphones, not body parts. You know, no. But I look. I think because of this is what I do, and what I've done over this course of my career, I have headphones that go back twenty years, thirty years. Now a pair that's what would be almost forty years. Uh, yeah, more than these are over forty years old. I, hey, I mean, it still I works. That's all that matters. It still works, and 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 they they are very uncomfortable. You, these headphones make you appreciate current technology because clearly, when these were made, you're like nothing could ever get that loud. Or you know what what is a hip hop song? What is a hip hop beat? You know, like these things are clearly made for like listening to AM radio. Like if I played some Fleetwood Mac right now, it would probably sound perfect. Um, look, today big day for the Red Sox, Nesson. Red Sox Nation, uh, Dennis Eckersley retires after 50 straight, straight years in baseball. You know, like literally gets his last save with the Red Sox, goes straight into the booth, in the booth for the last, what, 24 years almost? 23 years? Well, I think he started as like a studio analyst and then like he was flopping back and forth with like right. Jerry Remy. But, yeah, no, yeah, no days off, right? Like literally as soon as his game was over, and and what's so really what's really great about watching Eck today is you can see across his face all the things, the trials and tribulations that his playing career involved and how that was reclamated, right? Like if you talk about Eckersley, the starter, and where that was heading, it was a disaster. And other things were going on. He becomes a reliever. That makes him a Hall of Famer, right? So when he finishes, he's celebrated as a reliever and gets to come back to Boston at where some of the scenes of things early in his career were kind of complicated. Yeah, you could argue that like the that people remember him more for for the Red Sox rather than like some of his big moments with the Oakland Athletics. Right, which I remember clearly. Like you would never like like I, I would never bring up Kirk Gibson to him. Right, like I would never bring up Kirk Gibson. Right, but and I was, but again, it's just such a great story, and and I'd I love for him to be able to probably have like a now that he's out of the booth. Give him a nice two-hour special running on Nesson. Um, to let him tell his just from his perspective, you know, from from going from Cleveland to coming to the Red Sox and how he looked like he was this burgeoning star, but gets to the Red Sox when things are starting to kind of fall apart a little with the Red Sox and they become in these dog days and then getting shipped to the to to, to the Cubs and that doesn't last very long. And then ends up in Oakland, and everything changes. You know, a couple years in St. Louis, and then comes back to the Red Sox for his last year, and then goes to the booth and is beloved. And so, congratulations to fifty years of pure excellence from day one to Dennis Eckersley. Um, don't forget October eighth, Sickle Cell Walk, Greater Boston Sickle Cell Disease Association. It's at Franklin Park. Uh, it's hybrid this year. It has been for the last couple of years, but now this year for sure it's hybrid. 
Um, registration, 9 a.m. The walk is at 10 a.m. And then the virtual Facebook Live is at 11.30 a.m. Uh, Franklin Park, Boston again. Um, best way to come in is if you come in closer to the Shattuck side and find parking there, it'd be much easier than trying to come in on the uh, Blue Hill Ave side. It'd just be easier getting Franklin Park over that side if you're going to do the walk. And plus, the walk is closer to that side of the park. Uh, go to myevent.com slash annual GBSCDA for the Walk for Sickle Cell 2022, sponsored by the Greater Boston Sickle Cell Disease Association. Um, so the great story is, and it, you know, you ever hear the term six degrees of separation? So this may sound crazy, but my degree of separation to Kim Kardashian is like th- two, like two, three. Okay. And, uh, well, my contact would be through Ray J of those who know, but it's crazy that Kim Kardashian got hit with like a $150,000 fine for promoting crypto. And I was like, wow, isn't that ironic that someone with a fake butt is promoting fake money? I'm kidding. But look, it's going to change the way things are talked about because Matt Damon's name has now come up. And when these other people are starting to mention these different things, you know, you might have to disclose how much did they pay you? How much do you own? It's it's all going to be very fascinating because crypto is a sponsor of what? It, they're all on the all on the uh, umpire uniforms. So it's it's going to be pretty interesting when they start figuring out some of the sponsorship stuff because if you come get come get come get Kim Kardashian, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. All right, you're going to love the second hour. Talk Patriots going up against the Lions. Bailey Zappi, does this kid have the right stuff? He's got that southern charm, but does he have the right stuff? And of course, the latest on Tom and Giselle. I know hold your nose. The second hour of late night continues next here on WEEI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.